your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Michelle Smallman is out today. Dan McLaughlin in with Randy Carricker, and we go right to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And it is time for Wednesdays with Wayno, the Cardinal right-hander and the founder of Big League Impact, joins us. Wayno, good morning. How you doing? Doing great. How are y'all doing? Everything's terrific. How do you feel when you, when you get up in the morning after you pitch? How do you feel? Uh, well, this morning I woke up and uh, my little man says, I want eggs. I want eggs. Please, you can have eggs. So um, I feel like I'm a, an omelet chef at the moment. Um, you know, so we're in here. I just scrambled some eggs up and uh, and my daughter Macy is sitting here helping me, helping me uh, cook them and we're going to make everybody some eggs. That's what we're going to do. What is the best <clears throat> breakfast? Body feels good, though. Uh, uh, good to hear. What's the best breakfast you make? Uh, I make a, a pretty good omelet. Um, my wife is uh, is like a pastry chef, kind of. You know, She's got all the, the pancakes and waffles and crepes and all that kind of stuff down pat. But I make a, I make a simple but yet really light and good omelet. The key... Uh, just like L Cool J told us in Deep Blue Sea, is two eggs, not three. Two eggs, not three, huh? Got it. How you doing, Wayno? Good morning to you. It's Danny Mac here. Um, hey, Danny Mac. I, I got to ask you, because um, Randy was telling me they haven't spoken to you since last Wednesday. It's funny in that intro, it says his 23rd complete game. I said that. I think that was against the Indians last year in the best game of the year. Well, since then, you've had four more. Um, so the other day, Wednesday, you go 88 pitches. Um, it's amazing to see what you're able to do. And I don't mean to call you old because you're not old, but in baseball, Baseball terms, you're 39. You're going to be 40 coming up. How are you able to do this? I mean, you know, at an advanced age, and you're not throwing 95, 97 anymore. You still got the big hook. But uh, as you look at it from your lens, uh, how are you able to do this? It's it's just so much fun to watch. Well, I mean, it's uh, for for one thing. I'm, you know, if, if I hadn't had injury problems for 17 and 18, then I would have been doing that the whole time. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm healthy. And, um, when you're healthy, you can, you can go out and perform without having to worry about your arm hurting on every pitch or, you know, having secondary thoughts about, okay, I can get through this pitch. I can make, you know, this one time I can do it. And then doing that over and over again, instead, I'm just focusing on, you know, the execution of the pitch, which simplifies everything. But uh, there's a lot of people that helped me get there. You know, I always talk about it, but the training staff has just poured hours and hours and hours into getting me back to being a, a healthy guy again. And, and uh, you know, so I can just go out and perform and not worry about all those other things that I was working on. So at, you know, at whatever age I am, 
it's all about how your body feels. It's all about how your body recovers and, and, and uh, mine has recovered well and, and doesn't make any sense, but I'm, you know, I'm feeling better each season that we get further removed from 17 and 18. Well, that means then you're going to come back next year, which is awesome. And you're, you know, you can just make that announcement right now if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> I'm going to be pitching next year, whether it's for the the Glen County um, <laughs> rec team that my kids play on, if, you know, kids coach pitch softball or whatever it will be, or or here. We'll see. Gotcha. Well, you know, as great as you and we all felt about that virtuoso performance with the 88 pitches, in some ways you have to feel almost as good last night with all the traffic that was on the bases for you to go through six innings, only allow a couple of runs and avoid what you avoided. That was really impressive. How'd you feel about that? Um, You know, that's pitching, you know, that's baseball that they didn't hit any balls hard, hardly, you know, Colton had a double that he hit hard in the left center gap. Um, you look at Telez's ball in the gap that was two inches from being caught, and then Colton had a pop-up to left field that ended up dropping that, that scored a run. But, you know, if Telez's ball is caught and, and Colton's ball is caught, then we're throwing up zeros and matching Corbin Burns. So um, as, as much as I like getting out of those big jams and holding it close so our team had a chance, uh, I also look at it like, well, you know, they, there's a very good chance they could have scored no runs if any of those balls go to people. I mean, a lot of those balls, I gave up a hit in the first inning, a ground ball to short, rollover to short that was just perfectly placed. Um, Yelich's ball down the line was perfectly placed right over the bag. I mean, if those grounders and pop-ups end up going to people, we're, we're looking pretty good last night, and people are going, how did you throw another complete game? But <laughs> that's pitching. And uh, that's that's baseball, and sometimes, hey buddy, it's all right. Um, that's sometimes the way the ball rolls, and you know you got to make adjustments. You know, I, I'm always fascinated when I uh, look in the dugout and I see Jack Flaherty is next to you or Johan Oviedo, and now I see it's John Lester and it's Jay Happ. Um, what are conversations like, Adam, with? young guys that are asking you for advice and then what's it like with the guys that have been around for a while like yourself and a Happ and Lester and you all have a ball in your hands you're looking at grips those kind of things what, what are some of those conversations like with younger guys and with the guys that have been around well the cool thing about pitching in baseball is you never stop learning you know um, you never get too old to, to try to to get better at your craft or figure something different out and so Jay and and uh Wade LeBlanc and, and Lester, they came over here. And even though they're left-handers, you know, they, they still have uh, immense respect for pitching and for right-handed, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter left or right, but it's it's about, all right, this guy's still pitching and and he's making, you know, adjustments and getting people out. How are you doing it? And then I look at them and go, all right, well, you throw that incredible four seam, Jay. Have, show me, show me your grip on that, you know. And and Lester's like, hey, show me your cutter grip because mine's been, you know, failing me a little bit. And and uh, and and everybody wants to see my curveball grip. And then they go, yeah, that's weird. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then uh, and and so we just, you know, we have the most fun. Um, lefty, righty, young, old, doesn't matter. Learning from each other and what makes each other tick and what 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 makes um, good pitches and you know what you're struggling with and what do you think about when you do this and what do you think about when you do that or are you not thinking about anything? There's lots of really cool conversations that go on about 
about our craft on that bench. There's there's also some conversations that are completely ridiculous and off topic, but but a, a lot of our conversations are. Uh, are, are, are craft related and, and something that we can all learn from. Well, you know, isn't it amazing in this game how uh, a player can be energized? And you, you told me before Hap made his first start, you said, I'm, I'm going to pump him up on the bench. But uh, Lester and Hap were on teams that weren't going anywhere. How much do you think just being in the hunt and having a chance to get to the postseason has energized those guys? Well, I think so for sure. I mean, I, it just gives you, and you get a chance to start over when you go with a new, go to a new team. I had that chance in, in 2004, and, and these guys have that chance now. And, and uh, you know, whether you've been struggling or not, or playing on a team that stinks or not, you go to a team who has a chance. I mean, we have a, we have a, a, a real good chance to make this wild card uh, happen. We have a, an outside chance to, to do crazy things to win the division, but we have a real good chance to win that division or to win that wild card spot. Um, four four games or five games is not a lot uh, when you have a month a month and a half to still play baseball. So um, when you come over and you got that you know that that chance to win, your team puts you in a chance to to win every day, and then and then you, you know you you talk to some guys, you make some a good adjustment. It gives you a little bit of mojo going out there, and it's all about that mojo as I as I always talk about. Uh, what's it like when you face Colton Wong, um, a guy that is? A very popular still here in St. Louis. Got a great opening day ovation. Got another one last night. Um, and it just like when you face guys that you've been, you know, through the the ups and downs with of long major league seasons, and now they're on the other side. So whether it's Colton Wong or another player, what's that like for you? Well, Colton is especially fun because a lot of people may not know this, but last year during the shutdown, when we were finally able to get back into the stadium um, before summer camp started. I faced Colton Wong and Paul DeYoung probably like every fourth day or fifth day, probably every fourth or fifth day for two months straight. Um, and so I had lots and lots and lots of bat- at-bats off Colton uh, last year. And it's fun because I stand up on the mound. I'm like, all right, last year I threw him this right here, and this was the result. And, and the next time he came up, I threw this pitch, and this was the result. And so he's probably thinking that I'm thinking that he's thinking, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So it's, there's just a lot of that kind of, you know, gamesmanship going on. And uh, and he's doing the same thing. You know, last the first time I pitched against him, I threw him a, a fastball with a little bit of cut up and in on his hands, and he flew out to right, and he almost got it. And he he goes, "I was ready for it because you got me with that last time." You know, like we we we're talking in game, and uh, it's just fun. You know, it's a he's a great competitor. He's a, he was a great teammate. He's incredibly talented, but it's fun to think through things when you face a guy as many times. I probably faced him as much as I faced Ryan Braun. You know, and I faced him Ryan Braun a hundred times. I career the most ever and Colton's right behind him because of because of last year's uh, shutdown period Adam Wainwright and Big League Impact getting ready for fantasy football the annual uh, fantasy football league with Big League Impact and you can go to bigleagueimpact.org if you would like to participate Adam ESPN is running like 90 hours of fantasy football draft preview stuff right now do you scout yourself or when you prepare for a draft are you using information from other sources uh, it's both. I mean, I think, you know, you, you always have to use information from other sources if you want to get the most information, because especially since I don't get to watch lots of preseason games. And, and then, you know, nowadays they're only doing three preseason games and their starters might only play in one of those. So um, it's not a it's not a big look. But I can remember 
sitting on the couch one time and we were watching Arian Foster and it was his rookie season. And really nobody really knew much about Arian Foster. And then he, he went out and you could just tell he was dynamic. He looked like a man among boys and he was catching and running and doing all these things. I'm like, man, this guy. All right. And every, I could look around. I looked around and everybody was kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, uh, did you see that? Uh, did you see that Mets game? Like nobody wanted to see it. Another time we in, in, in uh, our, our video guy, Chad Blair, ended up getting him right before me in the like, third round. And everybody's like, third, second, or third round. What, a, what an overreach. And I was like, no, I wanted that guy. But I also remember another time where we were able to go to an Eagles. Uh, who was it? Eagles and Steelers. And it was Jeremy Macklin's like, second year in the league. And it was Antonio Brown's like, second or third year in the league. And they were both primed to, to, to break out. And so we kind of had them on our radar. And then we, we watched that game in person on the sidelines in Philadelphia. And uh, nobody could cover Macklin and nobody could cover Antonio Brown. And I ended up drafting both of them that year. And I won the league. And I was just, you know, so it's fun to get those, those early looks. But uh, the days of, you know, going out and buying fantasy magazines are – are few and far between now, but you do get on the internet and, and read what Michael Fabiano or, or Matthew Barry has to say about something. We had a text earlier asking if I had the first pick in a draft, who would I take? And I said, McCaffrey, uh, I, I think he'll come off the injuries and be fine. Who do you like if you have the first pick? Well, he's a safe pick for sure. Um, I like Dalvin cook this year a lot. Um, you know, a guy, a guy who's getting really no looks at number one, who is just as, as tried and true and just as consistent as there is in the game. Now, it depends on your settings, if you've got a PPR league or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you could do wrong. You could do worse than, than drafting that big, stinking horse running back in Tennessee mm-hmm. who just dressed for 2,000 yards last year. I mean, nobody wants to tackle that guy. And he's not getting any smaller, and he's not getting any slower. This guy is is a horse, and he is going to get lots and lots of carries. I mean, that's somebody to consider, I think. Because McCaffrey, you never know what that quarterback situation is like. You never know what that – you know what the defense is gonna, is the defense going to just say, all right, I'm I'm locking in on you, and you're going to have to beat me with the pass, or is it just going to be, you know, a free for all, and he catches fifteen passes a game like always? Who knows? But um, I, I, I think you you know you can do wrong, you can do worse than, than McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, but you know I'd be looking at uh, old man Tennessee too. That guy's pretty talented. He's pretty good. Derrick Henry. Uh, and Michelle and I are going to have a team. We're looking forward to playing in the league, and you can sign up uh, by going to bigleagueimpact.org. Before we let you go, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How much fun is it for you to be engaged in a pitching pairing like last night where you know you have to be great against a guy like Burns or to watch today Flaherty against Peralta or tomorrow when you're going to have uh, John Lester uh, against Brandon Woodruff? How much do you enjoy watching a great pitching pairing and uh, a matchup where both guys are firing zeros? Well, I'm biased a little bit, but I, th- my favorite win in the world is against a lockdown pitcher, one to nothing. I mean, I just don't think baseball gets any better, any purer than a one-zero win against a really tough pitcher against a tough team. Um, now, I pitched against Corbin Burns earlier this year, also when he was here, and he got a hit off me that time too, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, 
if I recall, I pitched eight innings and gave up one run and came out maybe seven, but I thought it was one. Uh, I thought it was eight uh, and gave up one run and came out losing that one too. I mean, you know, the guy. If you look at his, if, if you look at his stat record this year, he he only gives up one run every now and then. You know, yeah. <laughs> the guy's just been locked in all year long, and uh, it's just been impressive to watch. So not just us he's doing it to he's doing it to everybody he pitches against because he throws a 95 96 mile an hour cutter you know I mean, he's just really really good he's got incredible stuff so uh, but that that is uh that's the most pure game there is to me I, i'd much rather see one nothing now, i know people like seeing home runs and stuff but let's say it's one nothing with a home run there you go you both both are satisfied uh, last night was start number 297 with you and Yachty as battery mates. So you're going to get to 300, which is just a remarkable accomplishment um, in the game of baseball. I'm not sure we're ever going to see it again with the the, the amount of guys that, that move with free agency and whatnot and health and longevity and all those things. Um, do you guys... I mean, do you shake him off at, at all, or do you just kind of go with what he puts down? You're already on the same page, and you know, okay, curveball here, cutter here. Let's set up sinker in here. I mean, is it already, like, basically you know exactly what you're going to do together? No, I mean, we, we, we are definitely on the same page for about 85 90% of the time. Um, but I just have a rule where I, I'm not going to throw something that I don't 100% believe in. So I yeah. do shake him few times per game and uh and that's just you know that's just pitching you know if i've got a if i've got a feeling uh a subconscious feeling uh, uh, if i've got a uh, you know a real belief in in a pitch even if he puts down what might be the right pitch the one that i 100 percent believe in is always the better pitch for me to throw because i'm going to throw with conviction and i'm going to uh get behind it and really drive through that pitch the one that Maybe puts down that I kind of like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to throw it with the same conviction, and, and it ends up a lot of times not doing what you want or end up in the gap somewhere. So I just uh, – that's the way I live, and that's and he's good with that, you know, because we, we sit down and we have a conversation before the game, and we go over film all week between, you know, between starts. And and uh, there's just a there's – a, there's a real commonality of the way we think and attack hitters, and he knows my game better than anyone in the world, obviously, and – and I know what he's thinking, and so a lot of times, and I know by the way he holds his hand what's fixing what he's about to call. So uh, I'll start shaking sometimes before he even puts fingers down, uh, or start agreeing sometimes before he puts fingers down. And he and, and I don't even think he knows that. He's kind of like, ah, uh, that's really weird. But um, you know, he's got little ways he holds his hand where I know two's about to happen, or one's about to happen, or three's about to happen. So. Uh, it's cool. We've we pitched together for a long time, and, and uh, he knows the way I think, and I know what he thinks. But we do shake. I do shake sometimes, but there's always a reason behind it. You know, there's a feeling behind it. There's a there's some there's some uh, some thought going into it, going before the game. But there's also you have to read that hitter during the game, which is very important, I think, and, and feel like, all right, he's, I see him sneaking up in that box. Or sometimes Yachty will show me, like, hey, look at his feet. He's coming up towards the front of that box. You know, that doesn't mean you can't throw your curveball. It just means we got to throw it lower. Like, he'll point to the plate, bounce it. He's moving up on there. He's moving back. He's sitting hard. You know, so it's just there's a lot of really cool competitions like that to go on during the game. That's awesome. Great stuff it. to hear. Adam, thanks so much. We know it's a busy morning in the Wainwright household, so we really appreciate you taking the time. And enjoy your, uh, your old man walk around the ballpark park this afternoon and we'll talk to you next week 
I will. Hopefully we get a lot of people in to uh, sign up for our fantasy on Big League Impact. I know we already mentioned it briefly, but uh, the registration's open. We already got four leagues in there. We, if I need to go and recruit some more players to play with us, I will. I just, you know, we need to get all those, as many players as we can in. One of our big initiatives this year is uh, helping Haiti out, and uh, they've just had a devastating earthquake, and there's lots and lots of people who need food and, and, and shelter, and we're going to be helping that, but also lots of uh, local community organizations like Crisis Aid and Food for the Hungry uh, and the St. Louis public school system that are going to be helped too. So please join in today at bigleagueimpact.org. What you do is remarkable and amazing, and we love you for it. We'll talk to you soon, and have a great day. All right. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, thanks, Danny Mac. You got it, See buddy. Great job. That's our buddy Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. And Chick-fil-A is the proud sponsor of Wednesdays with Wayno. Don't forget that Wednesdays, that would be today, you should stop by your local Chick-fil-A and enjoy a nice cold Sunjoy. Chick-fil-A is donating a portion of the proceeds of Sunjoy Wednesdays to support Big League Impact throughout this baseball regular season. And Sunjoy, boy, by the way, is there Arnold Palmer, half lemonade, half iced tea. Got to uh, host his... Um Trivia night. It was virtual, I guess it was probably a month ago, maybe mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. And we had Tommy Edmond on there, Austin Dean, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously Wayno. Uh, it's the real deal, man. What he's doing is uh, it's just remarkable, the amount of people that he has helped here and abroad and uh, get involved. I mean, yeah. he is the real deal, and it's awesome to see. And like I said before, how about that? They're closing in on 300 starts together, Yachty and Wayno. I said that in the question, kind of setting it up. I'm not sure we're going to see it ever again. No, I don't think we are. With free agency and and guys make so much money, the motivation yeah. to play. Do teams want two guys around that long? Do they play want to 17 stay that years long? together? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're ever going to see it again. I'm with you. At that position, especially. Coming up, we've got baseball questions for you so that you can win Cardinal baseball tickets. It's seven for seats with Dan and Randy next on 101 ESC. Seven for seats. Nationally acclaimed heart surgeons. Advanced treatments for AFib. At Valley Health System in northern New Jersey, elite cardiac care takes many things. Breakthrough treatments for valve replacement. Some you might expect. Access to clinical trials. While others you might not. A team-based approach to your care. Questions that never go unanswered. Valley Health System. Everything medicine can do. A few things medicine can't. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 